For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. Right now, bless the name of the Lord. Be grateful that you are here in his presence. And if indeed you can't get enough of his presence, it is because he's about to lift you up into a different level. This morning, may you have an encounter in his presence. May you have an encounter with his word. May something change in your life and in your relationship with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1. The book of Revelation chapter 3 from verse 1. Okay, everybody sit down. Hey, hey. All right. Do you have your Bibles? Have you opened? I'm trying to find it myself. I've been preaching about um, if the church must send or it will end. And we've talked about the fact that when we say the church, we are not talking about a building, we are talking about you. God has given us instructions to follow. When we don't do it, we experience things that are outside his promise. When you do it, you experience his promises. You see, anything that you experience and encounter in life, that is not the promise of God, doesn't give you life. Regardless of what it is. You see, Jesus said something. What shall a man profit if he gains the whole world? And he loses his soul. You can, you can be the richest man in the world. You have aeroplanes, you have cars, you have helicopters, you have ships, you have yachts, you have uh, condominiums, you have high-rise buildings, you have anything that you can list on earth. You can have it. But you see... Having these things doesn't mean you have life. <clears throat> yeah. The deception that many of us have is that when you have material things, you are happy. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> now, how fuel. Yeah. So, I am going to share this morning something that all of us should be mindful of because we are the church. The church is you as you are sitting there. The church is not this building. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. These are the words of Jesus to the churches, letters to the churches. 
And Revelation 3 1 says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis, write, unto the pastor in charge of the church in Sardis, write, These things saith he that hath seven spirits of God. What are the seven spirits? Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord. Seven. That's the anointing. Say, right. These things saith he that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works. Thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. It's like there was a church with human beings and Jesus instructed a letter to be sent to the pastor in charge. That you have a name that you are alive. When you come, people are dancing, people are sharing testimonies, people are marrying, people are doing what? Building houses, people are doing baby dedications, people are traveling, getting visas, people are getting miracle monies, people are getting what? All the miracles and the breakthroughs, think of them, it's happening. So sometimes when you are in the church, the deception is that, wow, I have this, I, I mean, I, I applied for this job, I got it, I went for this interview, I got it. So many of us settle for these things as a sign of God's presence. But think, come to think about it. If this is really the evidence of God with us, then we don't need to be in church. Because there are people who don't come to church. Who get visas? Who buy cars? Who build houses? Who marry? Eh? There are women who sleep with different men and they have their own children. Is that not so? Yeah. Yeah. There are people who are not virgins. Eh? Yeah, and they get favor. So, so the evidence of life is not the abundance of things that we have. So he said to the church, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, <clears throat> that thou livest, and are dead. Verse 2. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. I mean, can you imagine what a church that people are happy in a church. <clears throat> but as far as God is concerned, he said, your works, I have not found them perfect before God. So what were they doing that made Christ feel disconnected? And disinterested in that church. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. So there are some things that were in the church that they were supposed to be doing, but they were not watchful. And they were not mindful. And the attention was not there. And those things that were the main things that the church should be doing, they were not doing it. So they were, uh, they were about to really, really die. 
really, really die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. There are other things that you are doing. Other things that we are involved in. But those ones are not perfect before God. Verse 3. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard. Remember as a church, what have you received from God? And what have you heard from God? And hold fast and repent. Change. There are some things that God speaks to the church as the foundation of the church. Anything that is established has a foundation, has a reason. There's a reason why hospitals are built. There's a reason why restaurants are built. There's a reason why schools are built. Do you get what I'm saying? And there's also a reason why the church is there. There's a reason why you are here. He says, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Wow. Have you all read the scriptures? Do you understand what Jesus is saying to the church? It's very clear. Now, I want to draw your attention to what is being said to all of us in this scripture. The purpose of the church is an instruction that Christ gave in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. And Jesus, when he was about to go, he was with his disciples. And he spoke or spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I can hear talking. Please be quiet. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. And here ends the scriptures of Matthew. Amen. Amen. So now, we see here what Jesus wants the church to do. That's why in the book of Revelation, he came to remind the church what they have to do. You see, when you walk into a church, everybody here, the reason why we are here is because we have sins and we have things in us that will cause us to die and go to hell. There is a place called hell. If you don't believe in it, you have made a mistake of your life. You see, every country has beautiful places, nice places that people travel to go and talk. 
But there are also places that people don't like to go and visit. Every country has it. It's called prison. And the reason why every country has a prison, every country, even Switzerland, that is called one of the most peaceful countries, they also have prisons. Japan has prisons. Every, every country has prisons. And the reason is that in every country, in every nation, there are people who do evil things. And because of that, they are separated from those who don't do evil things. So that we will have our real peace. And this is the earth. And whatsoever is bound here is also bound in heaven. The things that are established here are also established in heaven. God has also created a realm where there is life and there is enjoyment for those who belong to him. But there is also evil. And Satan is the father of it all. And God has created a place for him and all those who follow him. That's why there's a place called hell for Satan. So when you live on earth and you don't serve Christ and you do wicked things, it is not, you see, there are some people who sometimes even go to jail for doing, committing crime. And when they go, they repent. And their sins are forgiven. And when they die, they go to hell. You'll be surprised that you go to hell, uh, heaven and meet people who committed murder. I remember many years ago, there was a man who killed um, two children. He was drunk. And he was driving in America. And he killed two children. He ran into a car that was being driven by two young children. Siblings, a boy and a girl. And they died on the spot. So he was sentenced to he, because he was drunk, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Yeah. He was drunk and he, he, he killed them. So he was sentenced to life imprisonment. And the mother of the children never forgave him. But when he went to prison, he repented of his sins. Do you understand? And his sins were forgiven and he became a preacher. In the cells. He became a preacher. And somebody who received death sentence, he was, his death sentence was commuted. It was reduced because of his behavior. And the mother didn't understand why somebody who has killed my children should be forgiven. She didn't understand. And spoke and said all kinds of things. But you see, this man who had repented told the mother that. I want you to forgive me because God has forgiven me. And I'm sorry I took the life of your children. There's nothing I can do about it. But God has forgiven me. I want you to forgive me. Else if you don't forgive me, you will go to a place where you shouldn't go to when you die. Even though I have sinned, I have come out of that distraction and where I'm supposed to go. You see, that's the price the blood of Jesus has paid for us. That regardless of whatever sin you may have committed, once you receive him as your Lord on your, and your personal savior, his blood washes away your sins. And this is very, very true. And it is something that is more important to God than any material thing that you will have. And what will you profit if you have the nicest car and you get an accident and then you go to hell? You have eaten the nicest food in the restaurant. 
You cross a car, uh, the road, and the car hits you. You find yourself in a place you shouldn't find yourself. What, what will it profit you? You are wearing the nicest clothes. You are traveling. Eh? Arm robbers cross you. Take your money. Shoot you. What The things that you have, what will it give you? So, there are things that are very important to God. And he doesn't deprive us of such things. The knowledge to know what is important and a priority is, the, is what he teaches the church. Yeah. And how do we overcome this? It is only by receiving the, 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 uh, 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 the Son of God, who is Jesus Christ, as our Lord and our personal Savior, and his blood washing our sins, believing in his death, believing in his resurrection, and his crucifixion, and all these things that we see. And he says, after you have believed, don't sit on it because there are other people around you who don't believe and who need to be saved. That is the mandate that is given to the church. So the church is supposed to preach the gospel for the redemption of sins, for people to repent. But you see, we are also human beings. After our sins have been forgiven and we no more live in darkness, we have the realities of life. We have to live. We have to move around. We have to wear clothes. We have to eat. We have to live in a home. We have to have jobs. Is that not so? Yeah. So when you don't have these things, they also disturb you. Now, when the church now looks at providing or helping you to only get these things, we are no more different from a government. That doesn't preach, but it's thinking about your welfare. And if you are in the church and the only thing you want is the church must help you get uh, money uh, 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 for accommodation, money for school fees. Uh, when you are sick, uh, they should help you to give money to go to the hospital. I mean, you, uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's what you want. That's your expectation. You want to marry. Some people, even when they are marrying, they want the church to help them to marry. Yeah. After we have been counseling you for months, you want us to give you money to also pay for things. Yeah. Now, you see, as pastors, remember the scripture we read in Revelation 3, the instruction was to the angel of Sardis, who is also the pastor of the church. That, you see, when you look, every pastor knows the need of the people. And I'm also burdened. And I believe and I keep making it clear to you that I want you to prosper. I want you to do well. Because the truth is that if you are sitting here this morning and maybe you used to uh, go out with boys, they give you money and today you have stopped and you don't have a job, the pressure to go back is easier, is, is stronger. Do you understand? Yeah. You used to have a lot of money in your pocket. You can buy credit. You can buy uh, nails, you can buy hair, you can buy makeup, you can buy a shoe and wear it once in the whole year. Now, your one shoe is spoiled and you don't have money to, 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 to change it. You can become desperate and any means of getting money will be it's like, hey, you won't, you won't hear anything. No. You will go back into the sense. So, we, we also want you to do well 
Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, even as thy soul prospers. Because as you have been saved and your soul has escaped sinful pleasures and lust, your body and your, th- your, your, your survival must also be enhanced. So we desire for you to do well. But unfortunately, when we are seeking to help you, to encourage you, to teach you to prosper. Now, it almost becomes like that is what we are all about. That's why some people, when they are in a church, they become offended. And this church, when you are there, you have a problem. They don't help you. Yeah, many people speak that way. And some people are in churches because when they, when they are in the church and there's a funeral, the church will support. Yeah. Yeah. Something has gone wrong because the members put pressure on the pastor. And if you are a pastor and you don't stand strong, people will change the church. It is people who have changed the church. Yeah. Because we are also like you. you we also have need. If me, I'm a pastor, I, have, I can't pay my children's school fees. I can't buy clothes for my wife. Look, when you bring your problem, the way I, <laughs> you see, the way I'll look at you. Do you understand? Yeah. So, you see that the pastor also is trying to survive. Yeah. So, sometimes all of us come under that deceptive cloak. cloak that look, these are the things that are important. You have to have money. You have to have this. You have to have that. You have to have that. Then you see people are coming to church. They are competing in dressing. They are competing in material things. People are doing naming. They look at what somebody did. They want to do something bigger. Even weddings in the church. When somebody is doing a wedding, they want to look at what somebody did and, and, and then overcome that person and show that person that we too we are wild. Yeah. 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 Don't settle for these things. They are deceptive. So when you see a church where people have money, America, I'm reading something that somebody has researched. And put it on CNN. I will send it to anybody who likes it. It's not everybody who likes reading. So I will send it to the pastors. Read it. You see, you will realize that the prosperity and the comfort that came into the church brought deception. So people now became very comfortable. And even the preaching changed. So now the thing that the church should do, going out, Telling people about sin. Amma. Stand up for a while. Stand up for a while. Yes. Find some water to drink so that your system can come up. Please give her water. If you have water, give it to her. Be sipping water. It will help you to be awake. Yeah. Yes. Pass it on. Yes. Pass it on. Yes. Give it to her. You have one. You have been blessed. Wonderful. Okay. No, give it to her. Give it to her. Keep it and be sipping it every two minutes. Then you take it and sip it. It will help you look at me. Because where you are going, we don't know where you are going. All right, look at me. You two don't sleep. The water is finished. So. <laughs> Anybody who wants water, I'll baptize you with the water. Uh-huh. That one will help. Yeah. So listen. Sometimes you say the church, when you do well, when you are married, you are comfortable. Many people, 
you see, they, 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 they withdraw. People finish school, they get jobs, they become comfortable. Church becomes like something laborious, you know. When they want, that's when they come. And, and you see, when people are very desperate and they want things, and you say, look, we are going to pray for jobs. We are going to pray for wives. We are going to pray for children. You see a certain zeal because they want it. And they will come. When you are doing conventions and programs and you say, this convention is a breakthrough convention. Anybody who has suffered poverty for years, come. God will lift you out. You see that people are very expectant because, hey, this world, there's poverty. So we want solutions. So many of us are drawn to the churches and we hang on to the things of God because of our expectations. But... God cannot send any of us as we are sitting here to go out and win a soul. Yeah. That's a typical church in the modern setting. You see, when you, let me ask you something. When you say you have a pastor, do you know the work the pastor is supposed to do? The pastor's work is first of all to lead you to Christ. And after you have been led to Christ, lead others also to Christ. Look at John chapter 15 and verse 16. This is what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, you have not chosen me. All of you sitting here, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, uh, Thaddeus, uh, Lebeus, all these guys, all of you, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And it's true. It was Jesus who chose all of them. And he went out and he called unto himself 12 that they should be with him. He said, I have chosen you. And ordained you. I have appointed you. You didn't come and announce to me that you are a, a, an apostle. You are a fisherman. You too, you are a what? Task collector. Matthew, you are a task collector. You, John, you are unemployed. You are a student. Uh, Philip, you and your brother, fishermen. Your, your whole house, fishermen, carpenters, all kinds of trades. Now, I've appointed you as apostles, custodians of the word of God. And what are you supposed to do? That you should go and bring forth fruit. That you should go and win souls. You should go and draw people to me. So, when Jesus was with the disciples, all these disciples also had followers with Jesus. Yeah. All of them had people who were following them. They had friends they brought. They had people who were following them. You know, so they were a multitude. They were a lot of people because of the, 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 the relationships that they had with people. They drew people closer to Jesus. He says that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. You should be interested in the fruit remaining. My work as a pastor, you see... Before you think about your marriage and your visa and your job and anything that is of interest to you, the reason why I am here before you is that God has chosen me and appointed me to speak to you about Christ and that you should also go and win somebody and that person should remain. Amen. My interest is that that person that you bring shall, should be established. You see, and when, we, when I do my work, you also do your work. Then he says, so that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father, don't we need things that we ask? 
in my name he may give it you it's like anything anything oh, that you want to ask once you have worked so we we do we work for jesus first before we come to think of our own and you see that's the natural law in any institution nobody is paid at the beginning of the month when you get a job eh, sometimes the amount of the salary they should give you they don't give it to you they say probation so it is reduced to assess you but when you perform then they give you what is due you but what is due you is always at the end of the month when you have worked sometimes the hr people when you have uh, uh, unexplained uh, what ab- ab- absenteeism and all kinds of excuses and whatever it is they calculate it and then they take it out yeah they take it out because you must earn it the company wants to give you money but you must earn it nobody has built a company and employed people to come and sit down and then the boss walks in and hey 20,000 10,000 you said what your mother is sick 15,000 you said your brother is uh, you don't have school fees for your little brother 15,000 you too what is your problem then your boss solves every problem in the office and goes when you are there you can't even tell him your problems you have to work and when you work well at the end of the day they say oh you were given a target you were supposed to uh, uh, do this work and bring this number of clients you have done 50 percent more receive this bonus and then at the end of the year to they calculate if they've all made profit then they give everybody nice bonus and you see that wow because you have earned it and any money that you earn when you are spending it you spend it nicely and with wisdom yeah <laughs> yeah so ask yourself since you call yourself a christian what do you do for god you are the church there are people every weekend they go on outreach they win souls they talk to people it is not for some people to do it and for some people not to do it because everybody is is, is a child of god we all belong to god as long as you are here and you believe and expect god to bless you you must connect your heart to the work of god yeah if we don't take it up the church dies that's why many churches are finished are finishing and are about to finish because revelation chapter 3 and verse 2 says be watchful and strengthen the things which remain because you see you can't we, we can't deny you can't be in a church and not know that this is what the church wants the church needs people to be in the church they need people to be saved they need people to change they need people to believe in christ they need people to come to christ and they need you to also win souls and bring people be somebody who is concerned but many of you there are many people who go to churches when they ask them to do something that's when you don't see them if you say in a church you are going for a picnic or you are going for an outing your church members will bring friends yeah yeah they will they will everybody knows somebody to invite but when you tell the church this saturday we are going on outreach they won't show their face you won't see them 
This Saturday, I'm inviting all of you. You, you, you. Maybe you are not like that. So I'm inviting you. Look at all of you. Cameraman, come and take pictures of everybody who is here. This Saturday, we are going to meet and we are going to go on outreach. Everybody is going to win their soul. I want you to come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know. Some people will not come. But decide that you are not part of those some people. <laughs> Sisters, if you are going to do your wedding, you will invite people. You yourself. You will call them. You will send a WhatsApp a invitation. You will go to them. You will even grown up. You will go to older people, your father's friends, your mother's friends, your uncles, your aunties, eh? even your teachers. You will invite people. You will go to your office, invite your friends, invite your work colleagues, your boss. You will invite them. Yeah. But that same person, when God says, invite one person to church, that's why the church finishes. Because as you are here, what you are interested in is what God will give you. Ain't that right? But he is saying that I chose you and I've appointed you and I'm sending you forth that go and bring a soul. When you bring that soul, whatever you want, it's like, you see, the bank, every bank, when you see people who are working in the bank and they have money and access to loans cheaper than you, it is because they give them targets to work with. Bring clients. We need people to come and put money in there, uh, to open accounts, to save. So, all of us, we have given our money to them. And the money that you put there, as you have put your money there, they are taking something from it. When you withdraw, they are charging you. When somebody sends, they are charging. When you send to somebody, they are charging. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, they, because they have a lot of people saving, that small, 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 small is what they take off to pay the workers. Yeah. 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 Because they push the people to work so that they can pay them. Any institution that thrives, thrives on functions of activity. If you don't do nothing, you die. You see, one of the major causes of sicknesses is sedentary lifestyle. People who sit down, sleep, and don't do anything. One day you'll be surprised that when you are climbing stairs, you, you see that your knees can't climb. Yeah. You see the old people, some of them, when they have story building houses, at a point, they don't climb upstairs. When they are going for a program and they go and the place is upstairs, that's it. Yeah. 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 The more you are active, the more strength the more life you have. So when a church is not active, it dies. It becomes weak. Just like the body. Diseases are touched ourselves. Even high blood pressure, they say, just walk. If you like, walk 30 minutes every day. We sit in a car. Some of you young people, if you are going to traffic light, 
you will stand here for 30 minutes to get a car. You won't walk. Some people cannot walk from here to Observer Junction. It's true. One day, some school children were standing at traffic light. And they were looking for a car to go to the bridge. Deeper life. Yeah. Yeah. And you are standing there. Ten minutes, no car has come. By the, by the ten minutes, you would have reached school. So you see, when they grow like that, they, and they buy a car, just imagine. Inactivity causes death. Sicknesses come into our bodies. That's why old people have many problems. Sitting down a lot, sleeping a lot. When they eat, it takes a long time for the food to digest. Because you are inactive. So the church becomes spiritually unhealthy when we are just there. We are waiting for people to marry, for people to come to the church. We are waiting for what? Somebody to die. For people, one day, a certain pastor said something. He said, this is my church. I went for a funeral in his church, and the whole place was full. Then he said, he's very surprised at this church. When they have funerals, the whole place is full. Yeah. And I was saying to myself that, that's how the members are. Yeah. Yeah. The church was not built for funerals. If you look at the uh, 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 synagogues that God made, they don't bring dead body to the synagogue. They don't. The Jews don't send dead bodies to the synagogue. No. It is a place for prayer and teaching. That's it. No wedding. Wedding is done in your home. It's your father and your, 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 your if uh, uh, the families, they bless their marriage. And if you want the state to, to, to witness it, you go to the uh, state office wall registry and you sign. Or you bring the registrar and pay and then he comes to sign and then you are married legally. That's all. But you see, because we also be, we, we are believers, we like the church to bless it and it's nice. And for some people, if they even are going to marry and you tell them, don't do this church blessing and just do the traditional and sign. They think that the pastor doesn't want them to be happy. They want to come, you know, and wear gown and, and spend a lot of money and invite people. Ceremonially conscious. When we are not careful, we come to a point where the church becomes a cultural extension of our lifestyles. And so there is no power and there is no release of, 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 of power in our midst because we don't obey the things that Christ wants us to do. We are comfortably doing what we think the church should be doing. There are people who get offended when they are doing a wedding and the pastor is late. Yeah? Meanwhile, they are always late to church. Or they don't come. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine as you are sitting there? Just, just, there are many people in the church who are not here today. If any of such people say they are going to marry, and I say I won't come, you yourself, you will join them to tell them that me, I'm, I don't think I like the church. Because you see them as a member. And these are people I call, come to church. They won't come. But if they want me to come, I should stop whatever I'm doing and come. 
Yeah. Because see, you have turned the church into something that is not. Your mind says that this, this is a place of marriage. No. Jesus Christ came and said, my house shall be a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. Yeah. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We are ending. Acts 1, 8. This is a follow-up on Matthew chapter 28. When Jesus left and ascended, or when he left them, they knew what they had to do. But the question was, how were they going to do it? Sometimes, we know, oh, as for church, some people, oh, when we do a program and we invite people to come to church, people are happy. Oh, today the church was full. It's a nice thing. Let's continue. Yes. But you see, the question is, do you know how to do it? You want, it's like everybody wants to prosper. But some people, when you give them money, that is supposed to start their prosperity. That money becomes their problem. Many people want to marry. The day they marry, it is the beginning of unhappiness in their lives. Yeah. Because they don't know how to stay in a ma- how to handle themselves. Many guys enter marriages and they don't know how to treat a woman. And they give the woman problems and depress them. Just yesterday, I was chatting with somebody whose friend, a brother, who was telling me to speak to his friend. Because his friend has made his wife, they have been married for eight years, no child. And they've moved around, and the man is a doctor. And they've moved around to places, checked whatever it is, What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with the man. There's nothing wrong with the woman. But the thing is not happening. And the guy has started, you know, passing comments, saying things about the wife's family, you know, all kinds of things. And then now, says that I'm, I'm going, I've, I've found somebody, I'm going to impregnate her and then bring a child home. If you don't want it, divorce and get out. You see, then immediately you see that the person, he didn't know the purpose for marriage. Because, you see, if, if you think that you are marrying because of children, fine. Now, the children, one day they will leave. You and the, your wife, you will still be there. Okay. We have all left our fathers and our mothers. Our fathers and our mothers are there, calling us to come and visit. Hmm? No. Oh, when you marry and you don't have children, our society puts pressure on you because they don't understand what marriage is. It's a covenant between two people till death do us part. And when we are standing in the church and we are saying those things, we don't even think about it. Of course, we have expectations. We want the fruit of the womb. But it's not everybody who gives birth. And, and, and some people also shouldn't give birth because they, will be, they are poor parents. There are people whose parents are alive, but they live as if their parents are dead. Yeah. And there are some children, they do well without their parents. If they go to their parents, they will be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a certain level of understanding. It's like, I want to do this. How do I do it? How do I do it well? What should I know? I want to serve God. I want to be in the church. What should I know? And this is what Jesus taught the disciple he said but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses now listen to this very carefully all of us anytime god's presence comes into the church and the power is released it is not for marriages it's not for business breakthroughs it's not for it's not for uh, 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 financial miracles and prosperity no it is 
for the conviction of sins in the heart of people from people who are witnesses of his death, of his resurrection, and of his redeeming power. So that when, you, when they say you are a witness, it's like you believe that Christ died and he rose again and he ascended on the 40th day and his blood washed away our sins. And because of those things, when I receive him and I perish, I die, I will not perish but have everlasting life. I believe it and I'm coming to you to tell you that. Give yourself to Christ. But many Christians don't speak that way. You talk about your church. Me, I don't like this church. I don't like born again. Me, I don't like Catholic. Me, I don't like uh, this. I don't like this. You, you see, because you don't know the scripture, that's why you are divisive. You don't have the spirit. So you don't know. We are fighting each other over nothing. You, you, you go to this church. I don't want anything to do with you. You go to this church. The church that you are fighting for, do they do what Christ said they should do? You are defending things that have become traditional and cultural even more than the Pharisees and the the Sadducees. The very essence of Christianity to be people who love everybody and reach out to people and teach the gospel and talk about sin. Some churches, some of you are fornicating and they are baptizing you. They won't teach you to move away from sin. The day of of your confirmation, you are going to have sex with your boyfriend after eating communion and sleeping in a hotel and dancing and drinking. Why would the church not die? Why would the church not have no power? When power is given to the church, it is for the establishment of the souls, for the renewing of their mind, so that they don't conform to this world, but to the image of Christ. We point people to the spirit and the power. So he told them, you shall be witnesses unto me. You will talk about me. You are not talking about your church. If you, the only thing you can say is your church, you are a useless Christian. What is your church doing to bring souls to the kingdom? As we are sitting here, you don't do anything. You don't say, you don't, you don't reach out to anybody in your heart. You don't reach out to anybody, but you are proud to talk about your church. Some of you are living in sin. It is as if you have not been saved. That is why the power to win souls. When your friend knows what you do, you can't tell your friend to come to church. You are having sex in another room with your, with your boyfriend. Then you wake up and tell your neighbor that let's go to church. Let's go to church and do what? You that you have been going to church, have you changed? You are insulting your mother and fighting with everybody and using foul language. How can you invite somebody as a witness? Witnessing of what? Yeah. We are unsendable. A generation of people who cannot be instructed in the scriptures and cannot be commanded to obey anything in the scriptures. Even with our own personal sins, we cannot overcome it. What Christ doesn't want is what we are doing. How can you now take up the mantle of Christ? If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. You have not been able to nail your sins to the cross just as he nailed the sins. To take up your cross means that everything that you would take pleasure in, kill it. You haven't done that. That's why you can't be a witness. These people, before they heard these words, 
Before they heard these words, they had sacrificed their lives as if they had nothing. They had no family. They had no business. They had no future. They had nothing but their faith in Christ. And they told them, wait. That's why they waited. Because their hope was in Christ alone. But some of you, somebody is, as you are sitting here, somebody has sent you a WhatsApp. You are waiting to meet the person at 4 o'clock. If we tell you, let's wait and even join a group to do rehearsal or a meeting, you are in a hurry. Your disobedience to yourself will never allow you to be obedient to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the church doesn't have power. When, when, when you come to church, someone say, hey, nowadays people are not coming. Who have you brought? If you are coming to do your wedding and you walk into the hall and you see two people sitting down, you will not be happy. The work that you will do before the wedding day, Two people will not come. Some of you can gather two hundred. Sometimes when people are doing weddings, how many people are you expecting for a reception? Two hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. And you have cooked for three hundred people for two days. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you cannot spend your life and your energy to draw five people to the presence of God. Yeah. Five people. If, even they say the whole year, bring five people. Some of you, the desire is not there. You see, it's, it's a sign of disobedience to yourself. That's why it is easy done to God. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't submit yourself to do what is right. So when somebody teaches you what is right, when people get a job, many people who have problems at the office are people who have disciplinary issues on themselves. Yeah, they lack self-discipline. So when they are given instructions, they always lack behind. Yeah. That's why school is important because school instills discipline. Education, what you know. When you are sitting in church and we are teaching you, it's supposed to help you. It's supposed to change you. It's supposed to establish you. It's supposed to make something out of your life. But some of you, you behave as if you have never been to school. Just like you behave as if you have never been to church. Yeah. There are places you are working. You know you shouldn't work there. There are places some of you go. You, you know you shouldn't go there. I've met people, I've told them, this job that you are doing, it doesn't match your faith. You are serving alcohol in a nightclub. Every night you'll be high. Because they smoke, they smoke freely and willingly. Before you realize, you have passive cancer. A brother, he was with us many years ago. He got a job. With, a, with a, an expatriate, who's, he, he, they travel almost every week. They are traveling. Uh, somebody who does mining exploration. The guy smokes like chimney. And this man is sitting in his car and traveling. And he's smoking in the car with that condition. Not many years after, he started having problems. Problems, 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 problems. Problems. They went to do examination. This is, he said, sister, uh, the, the wife said, they said my husband has a passive uh, uh, lung cancer. No, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't smoke. But he sits by somebody who has smoked him like a, a chimney. Uh, because of money. Because of money. Now, you have the money. Go and treat cancer. You will know the price of one lung. <laughs> if you can afford it. <laughs> Yeah, he's gone. 
He's gone. He's left the wife and the children because of the love for money. And this thing is a risky job. This person is not somebody you should work with. But it's like, sometimes when we say some of these things, you, you look at us, you insult us in, our, in your head. Some of you, you insult us. Yeah. So when we, when we speak the truth, you, you despise it. America used to have, uh, we are in 2023, 50 years ago, the population of American Christians was 90%. Today it's 60%. And they are saying that 60% to today, they are saying that within 30 years, it will drop to 30% by half. America, in God we trust. Yeah. Yeah. Any president in America, when he gives a speech, God bless America. If you are not a Christian, you can't become a president of America. Because they, they believe that the foundation of the country is Christ. But it's the so-called Christians who have forgotten what the scriptures say, who have allowed gayism, who have allowed all the things that Christ doesn't want, the church should speak against. Because you're the pastor, you don't talk about it. So your members are also happy. Yeah. Are you in the church? We should be getting ready to go home. Yeah. How? Uh, yes, one eight. Yes. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem. Now, we are not in uh, uh, Israel. So, I'm not talking about Jerusalem. We are in Gambia. So, Jerusalem is Bacau. This is where we are. How many of you will come Saturday? Let's go to Bacau, these places. Let's go and talk to people about Christ. Yeah. We are meeting here. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. I'm talking to you. I'm inviting you. Yes, this is more important to me than your wedding and your marriage and whatever it is. When you are doing your things, I will stand with you. Yeah. There's nobody's wedding here that has happened because I wasn't around. I'll be here by the grace of God. So me too, I'm calling you just as Christ is calling you. I'm serious. You want prayers to be answered. There is a condition for answered prayers. Yeah. You see, I also used to work and I have people I employ and I pay them. Sometimes when you are in the office, you, I'll be there and then somebody will come from nowhere and they will come and tell you a nice story. And then it's like you have to come, you have to be compassionate and take out money to give to them. You see, when I meet such people, the first thing that I say is that the people that I'm working with who are with me, they have problems more than you. Yeah, because I know them. And they need money more than you. Well, sometimes these people are liars. You just come and you come and tell a nice story within some few minutes and you want to be given money that somebody has to work one month to earn. Is it right? Yeah. So me, when they come to me, you come and tell me your story, you want this amount of money and that money is somebody's salary. I will not carry it and give to you. 
I will give you what can pay your transport and give you food. It's not wickedness. Yeah. Yeah. Because my heart is for, my priority is for the people who are there working with me, standing in the sun, selling their things. Yeah. Do you know that we are God's priority when we labor for him? If you see what God gives to the world and everybody who doesn't do what God does, when they have whatever it is, it is God who has provided. What have you that you didn't receive? And if God is good to people outside, do you know how good he will be to us? And remember, the blessing of God, it maketh rich, it addeth no sorrow. There are people who have more money, but their problems are more than you. That's why rich people sometimes commit suicide. I have a friend whose father had worked in foreign service, traveled. He was an ambassador to different countries. They traveled. They went to America. They went to Yugoslavia those times. They went to Cote d'Ivoire. They went to Bulgaria. They went to Germany. I mean, oh, they lived, traveled because their father was a diplomat. Their father retired. My friends, all of them were doing well. They've married. They've moved into their families. Their father has his house. He has cars. He has money. I mean, people are using him to uh, do uh, 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 foreign uh, uh, what relations uh, uh, consultancy in universities and all those things. One day, he climbed a, a, a seven-story trust tower, seven-story or something, seven-story uh, 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 office block, and he went to the top. He took the lift and went to the very, very top. Seventy-eight-year-old man. And he jumped from the top and fell down and died on the spot. He parked, he took his car, he took this, he drove his own car, parked it, left the key inside, and went up. Jump. Up to down. Nobody knows why. It's like, hey, I mean, you, you, you can't understand it. You have money, you have this, you have this. Sometimes depression, eh, it doesn't come because of luck. Sometimes you can have many people who have a lot of things are depressed because sometimes you, 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 you even realize that the people who, call, who you call friends are not friends. Sometimes one of the things that depress people is that they have wicked and evil people around them who don't care but are only interested in what they have. This one is taking this. This one is taking this and is lying. This one is deceiving you. This one, but that's your world. You are surrounded with these people. It's almost as if when you step here, this one is there. When you step here, this one, you can't free yourself. But the blessing of God, sometimes when you walk with God, there are some people you see that you have power to overcome them. Yeah. How do we receive? covenant blessings. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, both. So if I'm saying we are not in Israel, we are in Gambia. Bakau is our Jerusalem. Your immediate surroundings. And we have been called to people here. There are young people who are into drugs, pornography, all kinds of things, addicted to gambling, Walking around. Alcoholism. They are killing. It, you see, sin, it doesn't know religion. No. no, it knows people. It knows human beings. Yeah. Yeah. And in all 
all Judea. Canefin, Serekunda, Bluefoot, Westfield. Where are you? Can Christ ask you to do something once a month, once a week? Is it too much for a church to ask its members? Let's go out and reach out to people. One guy was uh, 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 in a church, and he said the reason why he likes the church is because that church, every month, they organize food and other things and go and give it to uh, uh, poor people in the community. American church. Today, the church doesn't exist. Yeah. Because you think that God, God raised the church. It's like when they say, oh, let's meet and go and share food. Let's meet and go and share clothes. Then you have come. Then you are giving it out. You are happy. This is what the church should be doing. But you don't preach to the people. You don't preach the gospel to the people. Jesus did miracle. And he, he had preached to people. 5,000 people. They were hungry. He blessed uh, uh, bread and fish. One basket. And he spread it and fed 5,000 people. The following day, they came. And Jesus said, you people, I know why you have come today. It is not because of what you preach, what I preach. It is because of the food. You are coming for another. So you see that you have, we have to be careful not to make certain things that are not a priority our priority. It is important, but also don't make it like a necessity. Without it, the church will not survive. There are many people who have come here and given clothes, given money, and the churches didn't survive. Because, you see, if you, you, only connect to a church because of what they are giving you, you are not a Christian. You are a beggar. Yeah. Yeah. You are a beggar. Why, why do you always want somebody to give you something? Don't you know that you can also give some things to people? Don't you know that your life can be blessed so that you also look after people? That's why our parents are hard on us so that one day we can also be responsible and look after other people and our own children. Some of you have given birth and your mother is looking after your child. Yeah. If your mother doesn't look after the child, the, the problems the child will give, it is more than yours. Yeah. It's like you, you, you have not grown. You have not been able to reach a certain level. You have married or you have children. You have shared them as if they are biscuits. Yeah. 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 That's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You should stand up. We are, we are children of promise. We are responsible children. When we take up what God wants us to do, he equips us with things that many people cannot do and don't have. So we are going Saturday. Don't forget. Look at All of you, look at me. How many of you will not come? Some of you are visiting us. I don't want you to lift up your hands. Don't feel bad. You are a visitor. Somebody brought you here. But I'm talking to this, those who have been here. As you sit here, you see many of our church members are not here. Many of them. Mm. We should still go out and win more people. Well, some people, they have been around, uh, there's nothing that will change them. Yeah. Uh, we, they want this, they don't have it. They, they are following prophets. They are following prophets. Keep following. If the only reason why you are here one lady called me. I don't know how she got my number. I hear you are doing a program. I'm going to come so that you pray for me for a husband. 
Yeah. When we're doing our convention, I don't know how she... She's not a member of the church. Huh? Hello, are you the pastor of the church? I saw your number. They say you are doing some program in Bacau. I said, yes. Yes. We are doing a program. I want to come so that you pray for me to get a husband. I said, you. When I finished, I said, Lord, don't let her come. <laughs> if that is the only reason why you are coming, you'll be disappointed. Who goes to school to look for a husband or a wife? Eh? But you can meet your husband in school. Yes. It's a bonus. But if that is your expectation, you will go there and misbehave. You can even be sick and go to the hospital and the doctor becomes your wife. But that was not your motive. You see, but if you are going to the hospital today, <laughs> then the day you go, the doctor that you are expecting, you are a man. The doctor that you are expecting, the woman, she's not there, a man comes. You'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. So, there are some expectations. You don't need to stir it up. Yeah, measure them. Yeah. The church is here for a reason. Come because of Christ. And if you have to meet a wife, you'll meet a wife. If it is a husband, you'll meet a husband. If it is money, you'll meet it. Everything you want, God says, I will provide. Yeah. Yeah. When I joined the church, let me tell you. Look, I, I've told you several times. When I joined the church, I, I didn't want to marry. Marriage was not the reason why I joined the church. But immediately God worked on me and I realized that, hey, change your mind and become stable. And then God gave me a wife. That was, if I had come because I wanted a wife, I would have left the church. Yeah. Some time ago, I spoke to some lady. Years ago. Beautiful lady. She said, if you want to be my friend, come to my church. I dressed that day and went to church. Because of her. That church, I didn't go again. Yeah. Because the motive was wrong. So you can't stay there. But when I joined this church because I want to serve God, I want to love Christ, I want to be stable and be faithful and obedient, I found everything that I want in the house of God. Yeah. Everything. I gave up friends. I have friends. I sacrifice business. I have work to do. Do you understand? Yeah. It's a blessing. God is true. God is real. And I want all of us to have that mind and that spirit. Because what he wants to do for you is beyond what you can do. Some of you, if you have the opportunity, you see, you will build a heart. But if God gives you wisdom and favor, you will see that what you have is a mansion. Believe it. He makes all things beautiful in his time. He has a time. But now he's telling you, do this. Don't you think that he's still thinking about when to give you what you want? He has you in mind and his time is made perfect in all things. When it is due season, you will get what you want. So this morning, anybody who is here, these are the things. Become a witness. Become a servant. And become somebody. Christ.
eyes can entrust work into your hands. When you are like this, the church is blessed. You see, when we sit down, young people, this one is doing this, this one is doing this. When we close, there are people who are calling, visiting, doing this, doing this. Everybody can find something to do. And you see, there's a favor that God gives to all of us because we care about what is important to him. Go and see people at the bank calling clients. Visiting them. MDs. Getting up and going to visit. Yeah. Go for funerals. Remember, even mobile networks. Sometimes when it's your birthday, they send you things. Sometimes when you have been a loyal customer, they send you credits, they send you cake, they send you gifts, other things. Here, they haven't started. Yeah. They do it. They don't do it. Yeah. Other places, they know your birthday. When is your birthday? Hey, they give you something. Yeah. They make you feel important. Mm. Yeah. How much more God? How much more God? I see us changing. And I see God blessing this church. We shall not end. We shall not be cut off. We will flourish. We will walk in obedience. We are becoming witnesses. We are becoming servants. We are becoming children who have been entrusted with the work of God. We are receiving instructions. We are obeying them. We are fulfilling the work. And the Lord is blessing us. Lift your hands wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet, everybody. If you can, stand to your feet. Lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Lift your voice, pray. This is your prayer. Lord, I, 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 you have spoken to me. I want to change. I want to overcome my lack of activity. Some of you have been sitting for a long time. You have been inactive, uninvolved. If you have come from any church and you know that is your church and you have been inactive, go back. Go and be active. If you want to be here, come and become active. That is what the life you give to God, he gives to you back in good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Because everything that you want, eh, somebody has it. God has placed everything on earth. It is with people. Every door that you have to enter, somebody has to open for you. That's why it doesn't take angels to make people lawyers or doctors. It is human beings. Yeah. So when you want to be prosperous, it is God who causes people to give to you and to help you. Lift up your hands. Commit yourself to the Lord in prayer and ask for these three things. The grace to be a witness. The grace to be a servant. A servant does what the master wants him to do. This is how all the apostles followed Jesus. They served him with their lives. And today they are glorified. They served him. And God entrusted a great work into their hands. He said, He that believeth on me, greater works than this shall he do. Because I go unto the, unto the Father. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you all the glory. We welcome your presence. We pray that our lives will be touched. Oh, yes. Help us. Help us. Help us. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We thank you, Father. We bless you, Father. Yes, touch our lives.
and help us. Touch our lives and help us. We thank you, Father, and we give you all the glory. Let our lives never be the same again. Let our lives never remain the same again. Take away anything that makes us unresponsive and yielding and feel that we have life but we are dead. Take away every deception that has crept into us. That makes us feel that material possessions are a sign of attainment and achievement in this life. But it goes beyond that. Revive that spirit. Renew that spirit within us. And stir up the desire to serve you. To reach out to others, Lord. To make ourselves witnesses of your goodness and of your salvation to many. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Every eye. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly blessed.